Welcome to Carve Your Own Fucking Path podcast, a podcast about kick-ass women who found the clarity and courage to live life on their own terms. I'm Willa McDonough, your host, life and success coach, and certified NLP practitioner. I'm also the creator of the one-on-one coaching program, Carve Your Own Fucking Path, launching the week of August 10th. In each episode, you'll hear candid interviews with women who have boldly stepped into the unknown and the occasional solo show with me. Expect juicy topics like facing your fears, reinventing yourself, entrepreneurship, law of attraction and manifestation, and how to harness the power of your subconscious mind to completely change your life. So come along as I explore these topics messy truths and extraordinary journeys of women living truly unconventional lives. My mission for this podcast is to inspire your inner risk taker to get out of your head and into your heart so you can start taking action today towards creating a life you are freaking proud of. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for joining the podcast, Carve Your Own Fucking Path. So grateful to have you here and sharing your story with- Thank you. Yeah, so thank you because we have been on a long journey together. It feels like it's just starting, to be honest, but- Absolutely. So Simone Silverstein is a dear friend and a client and she lives outside San Francisco with two children. She works as an editorial director at a very fashionable design brand. And we started to work together early on in this year. So this is, this is BC, before Corona. And her goal was to bring out her creative side. And I'll, Simone, I'll let you tell this in your own words. But your goal was really to explore and dive deeper into this, into fully like unearthing your creative expression, which is something that you've done throughout your life, but you felt like it just wasn't, you know, coming, it wasn't a cohesive, um, it wasn't package. a package, right. And so we, you know, we're exploring different ways and a lot of it was coming out to performing and on stage and around comedy. So, so that's what we started working on earlier on this year. And did some NLP, which was a first yes, for Simone. Yes. And so just tell us about your experience and, and who you are a little bit, a little bit more. Um, okay. Well, I'm very, very happy to be here. Appreciate you having me. Also appreciate you being my uh, coach and friend. And as you pointed out earlier in the year, uh, we started to work on some of the unearthing my creative self. Um, it's always there. Anybody who knows me would say, I mean, you're so creative. What, what, what do you need to unearth? There's, it's, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would agree that there's always something interesting going on either in my head or something that I'm putting out there. But what was important was more of a focus and a, and a, a drive towards something. And as you mentioned, stage has always been a part of my life. Um, actually, from the earliest of early, that is where my, that's where I remember shining as a first grader, kindergartner. And uh, I find that coming, going back to those places for children or when you were a child and really knowing what, what kind of gift you, you brought to the world early on can be a really powerful way to mm-hmm. move through your future. So I just know that's there and it's, I've done a lot of, uh, improvisation and acting and really just feel really comfortable in front of groups. Mm-hmm. And I had fallen out of that. And um, I work, as you said, and I have a creative job. But what was important was finding what was going to come out of me effortlessly. And well, I shouldn't say it would be effortless. Of course, there's effort in all of it. But the way in which it would flow out of me, I was looking for more ease and a direction. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. I, I'm very, I move a lot. And so, but what am I, where am I going? What am I focusing on? So that's where I, we began. So that's where we, and then we did a little NLP. And um, so I'm somebody who's been in therapy for most of my life, like some 30 some years. <laughs> and um, 
it has served me very well. And um, I'm also a seeker of self-improvement and Mm-hmm. creativity and bettering myself. And so when, when you were working with NLP or started working with NLP, I thought, yeah, let's do it. Let's try it. And what I can say is that it's an extremely unique technique that um, you really, it really requires both, I'm sure the, the, the practitioner, or sorry, the uh, client to really trust that what you're doing has this sort of greater meaning that is, is, is in our subconscious, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of what you do, which is when you're working with someone's subconscious, it's, it's by its very nature, not as tangible and obvious as the way you would uh, experience a therapy, for example. So there's like a real shit, there was a real opening for me in even seeing another modality for self-improvement mm-hmm. or uh, growth. So I really have enjoyed that. And I the longer we've worked together, the easier that's gotten on me. But it wasn't easy when I first did it with you. That first time mm-hmm. it was, I was really unsure of what I was doing. Right. You're out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. I was out of my comfort zone, <laughs> yeah. which I, which I, you know, I trust you. So it felt oh, thank really you. okay. Um, and I really trust that when you're looking at yourself, there is really nothing that can go wrong. I mean, you may need to unearth some things that are a little troublesome, Mm -hmm. but ultimately there's nothing wrong. Uh, It's only good that can come. That's true. Definitely. And it's always, uh, you know, at the the top, I see it as like kind of an iceberg thing. You know, you have one, let's say one thing you want to focus on. This is, this is my goal. I want, I want to be on stage. I want, you know, to focus in on, on that aspect. And then you just keep peeling the layers back and then yeah. it just, it goes deeper and deeper. So for you now, this was back in earlier this year. So, uh, I mean, life changed dramatically. Yes. So tell us about your experience with COVID and what, what shifted for you? Um, well, like, like everybody in the whole world, life was different for me one day from the next and having two kids and um, I'm a single mom, uh, their dad's in the picture, but we're not together anymore. So that idea of having two people in my home that either needed schooling or Mm -hmm. attention on top of the work that I do for my job, on top of uh, working on myself and diving deeper into my own creative well. So that's a lot already. And then, you know, there's friends and then there's family. And so you just, just piled it on. And I have to say that here we are uh, six months in and the piles are, are even higher. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean they're insurmountable though. Like maybe there's, there's a way through, like I, I, I would start to see these like, okay, I know there's a way through this, uh, even though right now it is really challenging. So I would say, you know, if we want to get into the, where I got to around, um, well, COVID changed everything for people's jobs. Some people had jobs where they lost them. Some people had, um, had to stay in their job and work in a very dangerous or scary place like frontline workers. Then there were people who were able to keep their job, which I'm grateful I would, I, I could, but our team lean, we were leaner and meaner mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the demands got more and more um, important. Like this is, we need to stay afloat. This business has to keep going. And you are one of the people that is here to help that happen. And, in, and, and with that, you get the wonderful responsibility, but you get the, oh my God, uh, I have a huge, everybody's relying, not everybody, but my team's relying on me and I need to show up. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of growing in there around um, who am I when I show up with also with these mountains that I just of, of stuff climbing, you know, how do I show up and stay strong and um, find how to get through and use myself as that, as that uh, to keep going. And then Mm -hmm. of course, having you was really important during this time because we would touch in and we would either, um, we weren't working directly on anything COVID related, but just circumstances that might have been heightened due to the way we're all living now. One of which was 
you know, we're all, it feels like half of the world is either overeating, over drinking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this concept that you talk about, which is buffering. Buffering. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. I can. So buffering <laughs> and I have to, so Simone is very, um, well, you're very self-aware and the concept of buffering is something that you and I have used in our dialogues together because we, we both listen to um, this other life coach, Brooke Castillo, and she has coined the term buffering. And she specializes or mainly focuses on overdrinking and overeating. And so um, we, we've kind of thrown this word back and forth Lib- a little yes. bit, a little bit. And I, but honestly, I, uh, and again, I'll you know, let you tell your, your experience, but it was something that was not looked at as, as a, an issue, I guess it was, it's kind of, you could say, yeah, I'm really buffering. I'm, you know, stressed. COVID is brutal. You know, all these things happening, but really, you know, taking it a step further, which brings us to where we are now. And so about a month ago or less, actually, you, you came to me and you said, you know, I really think that pot smoking, which Mm -hmm. has been something you've done for many, many years, just yeah, it's a part of your lifestyle yeah. um, that you wanted to give it to give it a break. Yeah. And you um, okay? So tell us about that. So what is your experience with buffering and then the substance? Yeah. Know, yeah. Of your choice. So as Willow pointed out, yeah, we would liberally throw out the word. I mean, self awareness of like, oh, I'm buffering. Like I just know I am. Um, mm-hmm. And acknowledging that and and not necessarily needing to change it that day or even the next mm-hmm. day or the next day right um but really just recognizing yeah i'm just i'm just i know what i'm doing i have two kids i have a lot going on and there's there there could be no other reason i'm doing this other than that um mm-hmm. and and a willingness to see it that way not necessarily ready to do something about it but a willingness to see it that way and so we would throw that around a lot. And um, I also knew that it wasn't serving me. I knew that I just knew somewhere, I just knew. I mean, it, it's, not, it's not rocket science. I knew it wasn't serving me. Occasionally, it actually would serve me. And when it does serve you, that can be a real mind fuck, if I can mm-hmm. say that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> because, oh, great. Here, I'm gonna, Carve um, your own fucking back. Fucking back, right. It's a mind yes, fuck. You- Yeah. Um, So a real mind fuck, because there would be times where I would actually, well, this is, I think this is classic with any sort of substance. You, the, the, uh, the initial is, is what you keep going after the, the beginning of it. Oh, I feel so creative. Like the first 10 minutes after I smoke weed. And then it's just like, uh, you like peter out, but you're chasing that 10 minutes where you were creative. Mm -hmm. And so Anyway, I would, there were times where that actually would serve me, but ultimately what I started to feel as, you know, I'm 40, almost 44, I'm not losing my mind yet, but I'm like wondering some days, like, am I a little foggy because I'm 43 or am I a little foggy because I smoked weed last night? And what, Mm -hmm. what is contributing to this? And I would see and hear people, and you're one of them, you know, you stopped drinking uh, nine months ago, you know, watching you find clarity and um, really peel back the layers, as you said, and almost like part the fog. It's inspiring. And you, you, we've all been, you, I know you have, you've been at a party and somebody's just like, you don't drink. And you're like, no, I'm, no. And it's like, I, I have, I've this, I've only we'll get there, but it's been 15 days that I haven't been buffering. But the point <laughs> is you, you kind of can't even, I, I, you just like can't even quite comprehend it. And there's almost like an envy of like, oh, you, you know, you can relate. Somebody said mm-hmm. to you, oh, I wish I could do that. You're like, you can do that. Right. Yeah. So it's anyway, I, I just got to, a, a, I knew somewhere in me that the work we were doing to unearth my creative self was very likely just a little bit fogged over by like the, you know, we're like circling at SFO airport because the fog <laughs> is too heavy and like we can't <laughs> for yeah. a landing. Um, 
and or like there's too much murk on top of the, the water and you're trying to come up and see clearly. And I just think that the curiosity around, is it, what is this? Is what started, is what really got me to go, okay, let's just do this. Mm -hmm. And so the, the two point, the identity work that we did yeah. and are continuing to do, I mean, it's definitely a core, a core yeah. theme and focus was, I remember just saying, well, the Simone, 2.0. I mean, at this point, you're 3.0. Let's be honest. Let's be, let's so, be. <laughs> 3.0, you know, this highest, like this best version of yourself. Yeah. Is she smoking weed and feeling the fog, waking up, having these moments like, oh, wait, piecing together, you know, um, sometimes, you know, what, what had happened or um, all that, let's just say the, the, the negative consequences, which mm -hmm. there seemed to be, they were starting to really show where the yeah. fun part was just, it, it, it was more imbalanced. Yeah. And, and every time, you know, we, we talk about it, you, you were like, no, she is not, she's not smoking. So yeah. it, what was the turning point for you? Like, was there an aha moment where you had this moment of clarity? Like, I, I just gotta, I gotta take a break from this. Oh, um, you know, I've had times where, where I've had, where I've gone, where I've said, this isn't serving me and I'm not going to do this. And it's been a very like on, off, on, off, switch. And, um, this time felt different probably because I felt like I had you as a guide, mm -hmm. um, because you had given up something that was a habit of your own. And I thought, okay, if I have somebody who not that like, not that, I mean, it's been a long time, but it's not like you gave up nine years ago or, right. and you can't still access what it felt like to be somebody who was, you, st you still have that access of what it might've felt like to have a drink every day or, you know, mm -hmm. let's be real. You were not like crazy person, but again, neither was I. And right. um, so knowing that I could just go, you know, all right, let's just do this. Like I said, one of the, I don't know that there was the breaking point was a little bit like job. There's mounting responsibility at job. There is mounting responsibility at home with kids. Mm -hmm. There is a collective shit storm outside, yeah. both environmentally and uh, energetically. And I'm like, why? No, like I don't need to add to this mm -hmm. space. Um, even though when you're doing it, you might actually think that what you're doing, buffering, is, is, is sort of helping that. It's sort of easing that. But the trick is to go, is it? And to, to ask yourself, am I capable of doing this? So I said to you, I'm doing it. I'm, mm -hmm. and for, so here's what's different. I have given up both alcohol and marijuana. Mm -hmm. And that is what's different because in my past I've taken breaks um, and mostly breaks of marijuana because alcohol has never really felt like it's a problem for me. But again, I don't know unless you try. Unless you try. And what, so were you smoking? So let's talk about your, your buffering, like your habits. Let's say you weren't buffering every time. Like every time you have a glass of wine, let's not label it as buffering, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, can you talk about your like talk about your habits and then also if you can tell us a little bit about the thought patterns that you're having like what is um is it a certain time of day that you, that would trigger you know oh good it's time for a drink or i'm going to smoke because it's uh i'm feeling this way can you kind of explain a little um well one of the beauties of not doing these things is that you actually can start to be more conscious of what mm -hmm. thoughts might be triggering or uh there's more literally more clarity around the situation mm -hmm. so i every day i still i'm, I'm still curious of like okay what you know what was i uh, new new things pop up for me every day one of the beauties around taking this break is from substance is that you have a clearer mind and that clearer mind will allow me to see further and it can help me see further back and it can help me see in all directions. And one of the things I'm doing is trying uh, to be aware of what thoughts might have been contributing more to that 
decision to have a drink or have a smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're doing it, you can be aware of it. It's not like it's, it's Im- impossible, but one of the whole reasons of doing this is to find more clarity. So you're going to understand things greater and see more if you don't have the cloud of these other things being put into your body. So I would say that my habit was something along the lines of, I'm a mom of two. I think I've said that 400 times, but it really (laughs) has impacted, you know, that feeling of like, oh my God, I have so many things and responsibilities and for God's sakes, I can have a, you know, a drink at the end of the day. So I would often have wine. Um, Like I said, I hadn't really considered alcohol as being something that you know, I often could put it down or just go, I don't want the rest of that. But marijuana was, is, and has always been a real choice place for me to turn. And um, I would, I was sort of an all in, all off, all in, all off, and really didn't find my favorite, you know, moderation wasn't really a part of that. Mm-hmm. Now, it ought to be said that I am fully functioning. Yeah. I always was. I, you know, I'm thriving in so many ways. And like, I guess on paper, that's, it's like, what do you, everything's fine. It looks good. It's, you're doing great. But, and I think that's one of the tricky things about somebody making the decision to say, I don't want to do this is it's, it truly is coming from a, wait, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. It's not that my kids are waking up to a mom who's wasted. It's not that I'm not getting my kids breakfast in the morning. All that is happening and more. But what do I wake up feeling? And I will say the greatest gift that this this gives me is it is one or two or however you want to define it, less layers of questioning Mm. of did this contribute to this? Well, no, because I didn't use it. Yeah. Am I tired today because of that? Nope. It's not that awesome. That's mm-hmm. one less thing to worry about. It's just yeah. like, it, it, that. it almost carves your own fucking path because <laughs> there's less debris in the way. Mm-hmm. Great visual. I, I could just see that the whole thing because it's yeah. like, again, it's that, that, the clearer you, the more confident, more creative, all these things that you, that you are, this isn't about like becoming someone else. It's just like taking all the, the layers, some of these layers away. And what about, okay. So you, so you were smoking, let's say every day and having a drink, like one drink a day kind of thing. Yeah. So what about, was there any like shame around it or guilt around smoking or any, I know with alcohol was kind of like, eh, it's just, that was not never, um, maybe even considered buffering for you, but you could clearly define like pot smoking as buffering. Yeah. Um, so the shame, so it's interesting. Um, I live in a town that is known around many places as being this incredibly coveted place to live in the Bay area and, so phenomenal and I grew up here so I but it has become fairly eh, homogenous wealthy you know um, white white (laughs) I mean we could go on um you that's why you live in Portugal um um, but so I often but I don't always so I I may look that way I mean I recognize I am (laughs) I, you know, I live in Mill Valley. I, I have a nice lifestyle. Um, I, I am one of them, except I think I'm not because I'm from here. But I, <laughs> I, I would often want to just like separate myself from that person, that that mom, those women. Not not straight up separate myself, like not talk to them. Just internally, more of like, well, that's not me. Um, I know, you know, so. Smoking pot, and when when I it started to, in the early time, it would almost be like my little edge, my little re- rebellion. Mm. It would be like I have no idea if this is true, but it would almost be like, oh, nobody would ever suspect that she smokes every night. Mm-hmm. Um, look at how high functioning and did it. and it was almost like a badge in a really that's a really weird way to say it, but in some ways it was a little bit of a badge of like rebellion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. You're different. You know, it's, I'm different. it's a bit of a I'm, shock. 
you know, it's, it's not the Chardonnay at night. It's like, no, it's a joint. Totally. <laughs> totally. Like yeah. I roll and smelling like weed. You have a little rosé. Right. Um, so that's one of the things I can identify with that got me feeling almost a, 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 uh, it got me around the shame, if you will. It almost made it feel like it was mm. okay. Now, again, a lot of this is heightened because I have more awareness around it. It didn't feel this way so intensely at the time. But um, then there would just be shame around sometimes I would think like, I, well, I think I remember saying to you, I had heard that if like your grandma, if you had to say to your grandma <laughs> what you did, like, oh, grandma, every night I smoke weed and to get away from my children and to like try to cope with world, the world. Like if you couldn't feel good and grandma wouldn't be like, good job. Like, you know, ask yourself if that's something you want to keep doing. Not a, you need to feel shame. You're so bad. But just like a, is, how would it feel to wait to go, hey, kids, guess what? For the, for the first 10 years of your life, I smoked pot every day. Mm-hmm. I needed a break. Like, yeah. do you feel like you could really show up and feel good about making a statement like that? Mm, probably not. Mm-hmm. So there was always that little voice in me that said, this can't be helping me. Okay. So, and that, that little voice, do you, where do you think that's coming from? Is it maybe your subconscious that knows best? generally wants, you know, our, has our best interest. Yeah. But it was, yes, I do. I mean, I think from the positive angle, it was my subconscious, the, the negative, more negative, it was the shame of like, I, you know, I, I, what would happen? I mean, honestly, like I'm not a real like doomsdayer, you know, I'm not like, Freaking mm-hmm. out about every last thing, I find myself a fairly chill, relaxed. I, mean, I, I don't know about relaxed, but fairly chill in my uh, thinking. But then I was like, "What would happen if I, like, what's it gonna take? Am I gonna have like a car accident, and then that's gonna make me have to really take a hard look at this, mm. or is it going to be a like my?" kids find a joint like what is it and that there can be shame around that because you're like is am I like playing with fire right now and so yeah that's really interesting because it's like you have this consciousness that it's not serving you and this voice that's telling you ugh this is not your highest self and and to be honest I'm going to ask you in a second but about that but it it's, it's, did you feel like it was a vicious cycle? Like you just, mm-hmm. you, you couldn't, you didn't have a reason enough to stop. No, I did not have a reason enough to stop. That's a really, really important point. I, I, life is, like I said, on paper, life is good. Life is mm-hmm. real good. Um, it wasn't enough of a problem. And I often would have people who were like, I don't think you have a problem with that. And, and I, that it was almost became like, well, wait, who needs to decide I have a problem with that? I do. Yeah. And um, so, yes, it it was. And also, I mean, let's be major is that marijuana has become like this insanely wonderful new thing. Designer. Yes. Yeah. So I kept thinking like of all the times you're going to stop smoking pot, you're going to do it when it's now like, like the thing to do. And like, I can yeah. call somebody and I can get pot that in, in an hour. Like what a yeah. shitty time to make this choice. <laughs> I know. Well, you, okay. So I don't know if we mentioned, but Simone you're, is taking a break for 40 days. Yes. So you're, 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 you're taking a break from both pot and alcohol for 40 days and you're going to reassess, you know, at the end. So again, the whole thing about this process and this challenge, uh, the stop buffering challenge, which I haven't even mentioned yet, but it's really about taking a break without having any, making any big claims. I mean, this is all just through my personal experience as well. It's like, 
saying you're not going to do something ever again feels so huge. Unless again, we're not talking about like severe alcoholism and drug problems or eating disorders. Definitely. This is, that's not uh, my, my zone of, of genius at all, but it's really just this process of kind of peeling things back, taking a break and then reassessing consciously and stepping into this higher version of yourself. So is, so my question was before this concept of, of bettering yourself is not new to you. You have done a lot of personal development, you've read a lot of books and done all the things. So was that, was the identity work that, that we did and that just the conversations we had, did that also play into your decision to give this yeah. a try? Yes. And you know, one of the things I think about the work that you do specifically with the NLP is so much of it is on a subconscious level that when it does impact you, the ways in which it, clearly it's impacted, been impacting because we've been working on this for several months and it, it was sort of this, okay, I'm going to do this. It wasn't, we, we weren't working towards me stopping buffering. We were working mm-hmm. on identity work and we were working on, which in its very nature began to kind of go deeper and say, I kind of think that I've got to let go of some of these things in order to keep pursuing what the work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think what's really interesting about the work you do is that it is on a low, on, I say a lower level, but maybe I mean a higher level um, or underneath. And it, it's like less, uh, well, for, I think, I, I think once we did some work on the buffering piece, we can talk about that. That was very mm-hmm. tangible. I can really speak to that. Right. Some of the other work was sort of kind of getting in there. It was just sort of starting to like, as you say, carving little new neural, neural pathways. I mean, mm-hmm. carve your own fucking neural pathway. Um, <laughs> I love that. It's a new yeah, side brand. <laughs> um, and so I do believe that it absolutely was having, has had an impact. And what I would say about that work is that one who works with you trusts you, what you do is you trust that the work you're doing is moving you forward, even when it isn't like, oh, okay, now I woke up and, and I have a completely different Simone 2.0 or 3.0. It's like, it's a real, um, it's trusting the work person you're working with, but it's also trusting that you are working towards a better you. And, and I would say that your work has absolutely pushed me in that direction. And though Simone 2.0, 3.0, like it's just was sort of like, how are we going to get there if, if I don't make some changes? And so mm-hmm. I hope that answers that question. Definitely. And, and you really, I have to say you came to it on your own. And yeah. I think that's like the most powerful piece because when someone's telling you, you really, I mean, any shoulds, I always say stop shooting over yourself because no shooting. No and it's, it has to come from, it has to have a bigger purpose. Any kind of change that we make, it's um, coming from this, you can change your environment, which happened for us. Corona like changed everything for us without our choice. But then now making these, these changes, it's like going to the levels of, well, what, do you, what are your belief systems around it? What do you value? And if you value creativity and clarity and being present, being a good mom, being all these things. And then checking in with that and then identity and the purpose. So whenever you make a, cho- a choice, again, like these are all kind of the, the key points mm-hmm. and it's a timing as timing piece as well. I think sometimes for many years, even we're like, I should, yeah, that, that probably is going to be better for me, but not right now. So it's kind of like everything aligned. So You've been two weeks now, 15 days without buffering. Yep. So, I mean, congratulations. I'm, I've been incredibly proud of you and I've just loved seeing the transformation. Thank you. Because it is definitely palpable. Okay. So what has your, been your experience so far? So um, 15 days is uh, definitely the most I've ever gone with removing that, you know, both alcohol and pot for my life. So, um, while it feels like, Oh, it's only 15 days. It also is like, Oh, that's pretty cool. And as we've noted, 
yeah, as we've noted, there's, there's a lot that can happen in, um, you know, two weeks, you know, things have moved out of the system and, and, you know, starting to operate in, in, in a lot more clarity. And I would say that happens, you know, a, a few days into it. It's just that mm-hmm. the longer you go, the more clear there, more clarity there is. And so my experience has been, I said this a little bit earlier, but one of the greatest gifts that this offers is that um, there, you have let one less question one less, did I, am I tired because of that? Or, you know, and I used to, it's not like I would wake up and find out that I had, you know, called my ex-husband and (laughs) screamed at him or something. It's not like- No blackouts. Yes, it was nothing like that, which again can speak more towards like, oh, it was almost a total functioning fine, so why stop? But it was like, I remember I watched, I was watching a video and before I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and I like went to open my computer and I realized that I had been watching that video and I like completely forgot that I had been watching that video before I went to bed. Like no remember, I mean, it was a very innocuous thing. So it was, again, who cares? Mm-hmm. But just the clarity in um, like, there's just, it's just one less variable. Like, you know, we, we so much swirls in our head and we ask ourselves so many questions throughout the day. And it's like, just to be able to confidently be like, nope, to one of them mm-hmm. or nope, to two <laughs> yeah. of them is like so freeing. And then there was also this extreme curiosity that I had around people who would be like, oh, but the joys on the other side are so much better than the, and I'm like, what in the fuck is that? Like, what do you mean? Sorry, or, what do you? Sorry, what do you mean about the joys on the other side? Oh, it's like mm-hmm. not drinking is so much more fun than drinking. Mm. Or oh, I yeah. I have more fun now than I ever did. Or like, bullshit. Right. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And what I will say is that you're. It, it may be that. Um, that the sustained fun or the sustained positive feelings or the sustained, that there's something about the sustainability that uh, makes those statements true now that I'm not buffering. It's like, oh, rather than 10 minutes of like pure, like cataclysmic brain craziness of like, oh, that was the coolest thought I ever had and I've like saved the world. And then an hour of, not feeling great or four hours of not feeling great. You have more sustained, like even thoughts and energy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it, it sort of um, carries it further. And, and, and like, it's like a drug, you know, you, you can just go back to your logic of what you've heard about drugs. You crap, you go up, you crash, you go yeah. up, you crash. And you know, whether somebody's shooting heroin or smoking weed, they're called their drugs. And so is there something similar happening in both? And, and what can I learn from finding some peace? I mean, there's like, it's just like a little more peaceful. Mm, and yeah. I've been staying up later, which for some people is like a problem, but you know me, I go to bed really early. <laughs> she was in bed by 8.30, I think. Yeah. Most nights. <laughs> and then the other thing that it does is it, um, it's, it's, I'm uh, oh I found myself to be more relaxed. I can do nothing better, which is again yeah. for some people the opposite of what they're trying to do. But in my case, see, this is not a one size fits all. Right. In my case, I was noticing that I was busying myself because I couldn't really live with. It was just like there was just so much going on in my head, and without weed in particular, because I really felt like that was what it did to me, is without, it would almost give me anxiety, and I was like, enjoyed the anxiety, until I didn't. Uh-huh. And now that I don't have that, if I have anxiety, it's because I have anxiety around the actual issue, or mm-hmm. I have anxiety around, it's like, see, the purity of that is really powerful. Yeah, it's so and- powerful. I was stressed yesterday. I had to get my kids to school today. It was like a total shit storm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, I, this, this, this isn't a time when one would call for buffering. And I see why, because maybe it would almost be a little more palpable because it would be like, 
oh, this isn't, this is sort of fun or, oh, I, but to really, to not have that and to just be like, okay, you're stressed. You're stressed because you have a reason to be stressed. Mm -hmm. And that's fine enough. What other ways, or have you found other ways to handle stress? Like, and it's been two weeks, but again, with yesterday, um, have you implemented any new habits? Of course, you know, we work on the morning routine and things like that, yes. but, um, um, your morning routine. So I, yes, I had started, um, to implement, uh, parts of your morning routine. And what that did was start to put a structure around, uh, my morning and also some of my night routine. I found, and I still find that what I, what that did was it gave me something to use. I found, I did some of it like, like, uh, you know, step by step, uh, for maybe a few days and I went, okay, now I'm going to sort of like gravitate towards the things in here that really you resonate. With. I, I feel like I want to do consistently. And so mm -hmm. what I do now is, um, I wake up and I do at morning and night, I do like a, a meditation. It's like maybe five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. It really is. And I, I re I personally, uh, um, appreciate a non-guided meditation personally. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I have enjoyed just sitting there and being quiet and working with my own self. But, um, I know how powerful guided meditations can be. And I look forward to unlocking that in the future. So I do, I wake up in the morning, I do a five or 10 minute, uh, meditation. I don't time it. I just sort of wait until my body really sinks into what I believe is a meditative state and I mm -hmm. however long I can. And um, the importance in something like that is to stick with, is to stick with it. Cause it's, it's not, huge. it's huge. Like yeah. there are some days where for five minutes, I mean, I call, I think when you write in a journal, it can be similar. It's like getting the sludge out. Mm -hmm. It's like this, this like this like gobbledygook. And then, you know, you may get, uh, you may get underneath it sometimes and you may not. So I do that in the morning and then I write some, uh, I write out a gratitude list and, um, I just sort of go until I feel like I've dumped out a handful of things that I feel uh, gratitude for. And then that brings me into the, um, affirmations. And so then I go into writing out, um, some affirmations for myself. And occasionally I'll transition that into like a quick to do, you know, some things off to the side of like, okay, these were some of the things that popped into my head while I was working on myself. So I'm going to note them like mm -hmm. my mom, take out the garbage, like just to sort of get it down. Right. Yeah. And then at night, um, what I do is I, I cross off my 40, uh, one of my 40 day marks. And, um, I actually decided to do that. I cross off the one for the next day. So I oh. almost like to preempt that I'm not, that I've already, I've already done, done it. it. Yeah. Okay. And then I do another five to 10 meditation before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. That's great. That is, and that's a lot of grounding. Yeah. You know, things that are, and this was new to you, right? Or did you, I think you had a journaling practice before. I have had, I like, because of my whole self-help love of, mm -hmm growth. I have always had some form of something, be it waking okay. up and reading from my books, um, or journaling now and again, or, um, but not as much gratitude and affirmations. I wouldn't say that those have been like a huge part of my practice in the past mm -hmm. and meditation again has gone in and out. So I can access it. I can kind of come back to it in some way, but I, but I also have, you know, I'm still a beginner. Well, beginner for life. The fact that you're doing it without any, I like sticking with these, um, it needs to be this long. It needs to be, I need to be sitting on a meditation pillow, right. burning sage. It's yeah. like all that shit doesn't matter. It's, a, are you doing it and what are you feeling? Right. All those things would, would certainly seem more, um, uh, like aesthetically and, and pleasing and beautiful. And like, I kind of, I strive to get there. Mm -hmm. but I'm not letting those things get in my way. I Good. sit on a pillow in my bed. So I'm, you know, up, propped up a little bit. I, that is it. Sometimes yep. I have my earplugs in from going to bed at night. So it's just a little quieter. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I even have my eye pillow over my eyes. So it's just a little darker. 
Um, I can only imagine what it looks like if you walk in. But that I have decided is not a problem. <laughs> no, not a problem. Okay, so what about, so back to the buffering. Yeah. What experiences have been different for you where normally you would have had a drink, let's say you're with somebody, a friend, a, you know, say your boyfriend, or you know, you're doing something social and you don't have the buffering. What has been some of your experiences? Well, it's been, I have yet to do like a full, oh, let's go out to dinner. I've done going out to lunch and where I would have had a margarita, for example, or mm -hmm. I've definitely been, been in situations where I would have had wine um, or my family was over the other night and they were all drinking wine and um, I was drinking bubbly water. So the, I have been in those situations and mostly when it comes to like, let's say I'm with my boyfriend and which like, you know, he'll say something that, um, or, or I might be in a situation where I'd be like, Oh, I kind of wish that like he'd put his arm around me or, um, there's just less weight put on. I don't know if it's the thought that there's less weight put on or if it's the expectation that there's less weight put on, but I will just say there's just less weight. It's things are just a little cleaner where your mind is like, again, I go back to that, like, is it, well, I don't know. I, I was going to say, is it because I was smoking pot? But it's, it's never that. It's never that I was having thoughts like, I wonder if I have, if, if I'm feeling this way because I was smoking pot. It was more subconscious, but the, the, it's so refreshing to just know that you are, it helps you just, it's like more being who you are. Mm, and yeah. as I think you mentioned something, um, which I know you might have to reiterate how you put it, but I knew exactly what you were talking about when you said it. Um, and you even said to me, I'm not sure if this is going to make sense, but it was something along the lines of you were referring to somebody that you knew who had stopped drinking. And then you said to me something like there will be fewer times in which you are not, you will feel, don't feel like yourself or you put it in a way, and I think that there's this idea of like splintering that happens when you're buffering, where you're like, I'm part this, I'm part that, I might be this, could be a little bit of that, mm -hmm. as opposed to like, no, this is who I am. Yes. Do you remember saying that to me? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember it was, the, it the was, conversation, and it, I can sort of riff off that because, yeah. um, and I really like that splintering you know, that, that metaphor, because if anything, it's, there isn't, there isn't all these different sides. Yes. And it's kind of like, I actually look forward to social interactions now in mm. a different way where I'm like, this is me. I, I don't have to think about um, anything else, if that makes sense, where yeah. this, because when, when there's alcohol involved, you know, speaking to that specifically, things can go a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely not operating at my best self in those times. And because there was this unknown, which I found exciting because you're just like, well, what's going to happen? So now yeah. it's just like, there's this level of confidence yeah. that has emerged as well. Uh, whereas before it was there was more of a need, there was more of an expectation or a habit of doing something just by default. And I think even though I had that same little voice in my head that you mentioned, like, this is not the best thing. This is not you like at your finest, um, justifying it because social, it's what you do. And, or I'm feeling a little bit, you know, maybe there's some uncomfortableness and trying to heighten the moment you know, oh, trying to, to get, totally. like, make this more exciting, this situation that would be, frankly, not that exciting. Um, but now it's, it's like things are exciting, but in a, in a much more even way. Like, like you had said, it's like it's not these big highs and there's not big lows. The yeah. lows are, are there, but it's, it is like utilizing, you know, tapping into these other tools and other things like, that maybe I had done before, but now it's like, that's, that is the go-to. Yes. And frankly, without the fog, without the, uh, 
hangovers. I mean, there's so much more space. Yes. And you're what I really relate to the uh, making heightening the experience. It's like, yes, yes, yes. But how how do I make this more? I mean, you've heard me say it all the time. Like I would get bored or I, it's Mm -hmm. like, how do I make this even more, even how do I make this more better? That was like, my, that was <laughs> like, better. like, oh, I'm going, like, how could this, it, it couldn't be just good on its own or I couldn't just be good. Yes. Online. Yes. And that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And it's very, like you said, it's confidence producing and it's very refreshing to be like, oh, I guess it's really a lot simpler to just, it's just simpler. I think simpler, maybe yeah. I, it, it's a lot simpler. You don't, you know what else is simpler? You don't have to go find your wine at the grocery <laughs> store or you don't have to get your wheat. Like there's like a, there's like an yeah. extra simplicity of like one less thing to do. Yes. Um, and I do totally. think it's important that we say, uh, you know, I can't speak for you and you can't speak for me, but like neither of us are saying for the rest of my life, I am going substance free no. and sober forever that is not the goal has not been the goal, but what is the Mm -hmm. goal is to learn what we're learning and to be curious about what's underneath that. And really, I think what you've, what you started to show me and say is that when something is habitual, it's having one drink a night. Fine. Okay, fine. When it's a habitual, when it is so as habitual as you're brushing teeth, Mm -hmm. then then you've got to ask yourself, is that there? Because am I choosing that? And why am I choosing that? And then the other thing is, is when people say your smallest, you know, big choices or big, big things happen because of small actions. Well, if I'm going to say like, oh, it's not really impacting, like nobody has to know that I'm smoking pot every night or it's not really, who's that really impacting? Well, it's impacting me and yeah. it's ultimately, I'd say, energetically impacting what you would allow to, f- what you could fill that space with otherwise. Yes. And I love that you brought up the ener- energetic side of things because if there is a, a dull factor, you're dulling yeah. your vibration Yeah, and a lot of the spiritual teachers and, um, I'm, I'm, I guess I think I, because I'm, I'm noticing it a lot more. Oh, like, oh, that person doesn't drink or that this person that I look up to this, um, yeah. whoever they are. So I'm just more, I think more aware of it, but generally it's like, it, it, it dulls your light. Yeah. A bit. It does. So, it so does. I think that's, that's the thing is experiencing your light, um, not being dulled is kind of that, that's part of the, the, the beauty of it really is to just, try it on, try on a new perspective. It's, and then choose it. I think that is, it's like the, you know, taking your power back. Yep. So what's, what's next for you? You've got these 40 days ahead. Now you've got, um, that's how bad of math I am. Is it 25? Uh, Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. October 3rd, I think. Okay. When we talked about so one, one quick question though, are you yeah. counting, like, are you in that, what phase are you in? Is it like, okay, counting down the days and sort of, no, no. Okay. I mean, I tend to, uh, I did take it. I, what I was going to say is I tend to not, um, focus as much like you, you, you helped me put an end date to or the 40 days I, I emulated you, um, which of course you took well beyond that, but um, you were the one who said, okay, let's look at what date that is. It's October 3rd. Um, we had equal difficulty figuring out the math. That <laughs> one. Um, and then what I did was, um, I sort of figured, you know, 40 days is going to feel like a long time. So I'll look at the calendar at some point and, mm-hmm. and realize how far I've gone. But then I decided to be a little more deliberate with it and just have my, um, I don't have it in front of me, otherwise I'd show it. It's just like a piece of paper that I uh, put 40 boxes on um, and it just says 40 days. And I figured if my kids asked, what is this? I could say I'm meditating for 40 days because, <laughs> yeah. because I am. Um, <laughs> and I did, and so then I X off, every, as I said, I X off the night before. Mm-hmm. So I think, okay, like I'm not going to drink tomorrow. I'm not going to smoke tomorrow. So I'm going to X. Um, right. Yeah. 
And so that's been my, and I am, I mean, I still feel like 40 days is going to be a while. Mm-hmm. So it is um, definitely. And now my birthday comes up on September 22nd. So it'll be really interesting to be, you know, those are times, of, you know, in the past to be like, Oh, I'll do it after my birthday or, um, so that'll be interesting. And yes. I mean, not like I don't, at 44, it's not like you're <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to a rave, but, um, but still it's a form of celebration, up. you know, is yes. yes. You celebrate um, with these things. Yeah, and like, Going to a restaurant, oh, I have done that. I actually, once I went to a restaurant and I would have normally ordered a cocktail and I ordered lemonade. And I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> who and am I? Was like, was like, this is so, like, that piece was a little painful. I was like, God, I would love to order. And then, and then you know, you realize those come, those moments come and they go. Yeah. I was going to ask about that, like the fear and the, you know, deprivation or, or anything like that. Did you have any initial, um, no, well, one thing I also ought to say is that, um, I still have alcohol in my house and I never even, it never even occurred to me to get rid of it in order to do this because it's Hmm. not, like I said, I don't, that isn't my, um, I'm not tempted to reach for that. Will you trust Um, yourself? I trust myself. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, <laughs> I remember somebody come, came into my house and I was like, yeah, I'm not drinking. And they're like, well, it's funny. Cause all I see is a bar right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I'm not touching it. Um, but with the pot, it's way more of a, okay. If this were here, I, I, I have to say that I'm, I think I'm doing work enough to know that I wouldn't touch it, but mm-hmm. that I don't trust myself to the same degree. Okay. Um, and after this 40 days, okay, you, you don't know, but do you think you potentially could have it around and just pick it up if you wanted to? I, I, I can't say for sure, but I want to say like my initial feeling is that I don't, um, that I don't need to have pot in my life. Mm. That's like my initial okay. uh, feeling. Alcohol, I'm also open to um, not for a while too, but I, I, I really don't know. I think what I could yeah. do with alcohol is I could easily start to fold that back into my life a little bit and see Mm -hmm. what happens and go, Oh God, no, I actually don't like that at all. And trust myself to stop again. If if I didn't like the feeling of that, but I really don't, I really don't know. It has so much more to do with the confidence that you know, you can do it without it. I know I can go out to dinner and not have a cocktail. That means that I can choose that. and or I know I can go to a restaurant and have a glass of wine and I could choose that. I right. don't feel or didn't feel with the pot that I would, that it was much of a choice. It was like, oh no, that will be <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Immediately. Immediately. Again, it's probably, it's much more of an ingrained habit. Sounds like it's yeah. for so many years and, and a bit of your identity, I, you know, ask about that too quickly. Like your identity was tied up with, again, that rebellious, side mm-hmm. so yes. has that been difficult to kind of like remove yourself from that um well I also I want to make one caveat not because I think I need to but I guess I do which is that I tended to smoke when my kids were either asleep or not around but that doesn't mean it wasn't impacting me when my mm-hmm. kids were awake that was right. the other thing is like I think people think that if they do something and nobody really knows about it mm. it's really like did the tree make a noise when it fell in the forest if nobody was there or some, whatever that saying is. Yeah. It's, again, energetically, is it making a change? Is it changing you? And also mm-hmm. mood wise, is it changing you? Yeah. And so anyway, I wanted to make that caveat, but That's as good. As- it's, I think a lot of people justify it. So yeah. you're pointing that out because again, it's just another layer of it's okay because, and I'm going to yes, do it and- because. And what I'm learning is that my kids and being a mom is fucking hard no matter, you know, like, yeah. No matter how hard you buffer. They can do something that like great. Yes. And like, they can do something that grates on my nerves. And I'm like, okay, at least I know that that's not because I'm hungover. Or at least I know that's right. because, you know, at least I know that's just because they're, they're annoying. <laughs> um, my darlings. Um, yeah. So you had asked about identity and what 
uh, go back to what you would ask me. I'm sorry. Oh, just the identity about, let's say the, the pot smoking as yes, oh. you're, you're a mom, you, you know, you have that as part of your identity because it was, it's, it's yes. something you do. You have friends. That's what you do together. Yes. Uh, so is that something that, that you're catching yourself and having to cope? That's, that's not me anymore. This is not, this isn't what I do. Um, I would, okay. So it, the, the idea of things being kind of not monotonous, but, but, but sustained and kind of consistent, like that in my past, I may have associated that with boredom and, and routine and monotony and homogenous homogenization and like, you know, the, 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 the antithesis of what I want. Yeah. You know, the, the, um, absence of the, of the edge. Um, I, I love how you're like, you know, you're a mom and that's what you do with your friends. It's like, <laughs> yeah, mom. I mean, it's true. I meant smoking weed. Oh, you did. I thought you meant what you do is with your friends is you're a mom. No, um, no, no. I, I okay. feel like you have certain friends with that. That's what you do as a social. That is like, and yeah. we just go geek out on like whatever comes out of our mouths about how we're going to like save the planet. Not really, but like, you know, just like really kind mm -hmm. of um, great fun conversations. And, and that was always something I was afraid to miss. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying it's not still a part of some days where I'm just like, oh God, that it would be hard to miss. You know, you miss mm -hmm. things. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I, wherever I was going was, was pointing out that this idea of things being too even was like a, was a fear of mine, mm -hmm. uh, even in commitments in a relationship and a job in a like mom in Mill Valley, like do not associate me with that. Yeah. Um, I am like, you know, I'm like a lady about town. But <laughs> I remember my mom saying to me one time, this is a little bit separate about buffering, but like I was dating men who were lovely, but were like not available. And they were like, be everywhere, but you know, available, available, but like also Monday, you know, sort of your classic, like mom, dad, suburbia. Oh, and, okay. And yeah. she would, and she's just like, I think you think that you're not that but you're in you denial. Are. You're in denial. She's like, you have two kids, a job, a house. Like you can't be 50 other places. You have, you're a little yeah. more mundane than you think you are. Was yes. basically what she was saying, which is a pill that I have am learning to swallow and, mm -hmm. and learning to understand and learning uh, to have peace with. And, um, in my relationship, in my work, in mothering things that I have typically actually pushed up against as just like a no, no, don't make me, yes, I'm a mom, but don't, don't actually make me a mom. <laughs> um, yeah. And that is, has been a struggle for a long time. And I would say that this is in part, this is helping me um, you know, like we said, get out of some of the highs and the lows and, and find some more peace in the, in the consistency. And so I'm working on that. And this is, this is huge. Yeah. So, and I think so many people can relate to you yeah. and it's, um, again, it's like you're chasing that, the high. Okay. Quite yeah. literally, but again, chasing something outside of your reality. Yeah which is the definition of buffering, uh, part of it. And so now you're, you're coming to peace with where you are, who you are, what you're doing. And yeah. can, you, can you create that high yeah. for yourself? Yeah. In, a, in, in a completely, you know, in a way, one of the things we only know what we know. And so mm -hmm. I only knew the type of high that I would get from smoking weed. I don't know the high one gets from not using substances. I, I heard those crazy people I would hear say like, oh, like I, we said, I oh, life. <laughs> yeah, happier now than I ever was. And I'd be like, hmm, okay. But <laughs> I'm willing to, I started to say, okay, well, if what I'm doing isn't getting me the result, like the work we would do around, okay, where's Simone 2.0, 3.0, comedy, stage, 
creativity. Like mm-hmm. if that feels stuck to me and I don't know how to move that forward in this moment, what other areas can I, what other boulders can I remove that might inch me and like reveal something I didn't know was there, reveal a certain type of high that you can get, or, you know, the, the joy one can experience, like, let's just see if it's possible to have that. People say there is, and I'll, I guess I'll try to find out. And so far, what's your, what's your thought? I mean, you know, again, I want to say that the joys come from almost the joy is at least for me in my stage of where I'm at, the joy is around the pride I have that I'm doing something good for myself. It really is much more, the confidence seems to come. I'm sure the confidence is in part being released because there's less holding it back. But the Mm -hmm. confidence also and the pride that one has in themselves is like, is honestly, it's like doing something good for yourself. And then you, you're just like, oh, and you've said this, showing up for yourself, like making a promise, your 40 days of, of live. It's like, if I show up and I do this, I have told myself that I can depend on myself. And yeah. that was part of this for me. It's like, if you have told yourself you can do this in a less ambiguous way in the past and a more definitive and direct, like, this is what I'm going after then you will have more trust in yourself and more confidence. And every time I don't reach for a glass of wine or a weed, I'm just a tiny bit more confident. Yeah. It's so powerful. Simone, this has been amazing as usual. And I admire you. I'm so proud of you. And I'm so excited for you. I mean, it's... (laughs) I'd not be doing it with if you had not been leading the way. Thank you. Thank you. All right. See you soon. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I truly believe you owe it to yourself to be courageous and unapologetic about what you really want in this life. Make sure to subscribe where you listen to your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And hey, if you want to share your story or just say hi, go ahead and find me on Instagram at whereiswillow. I would love to hear from you. Cheers to carving your own fucking path.